How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Geeky Gentleman Podcast. Now, this is a podcast for all your geeky and stylish needs. And in today's episode, I'm giving you guys my Dark Phoenix film review and one of my favorite products that you need to try if you want to instantly firm that face of yours. So, of course, if you haven't seen Dark Phoenix, spoiler warning. But seriously, keep listening to this podcast because literally, Dark Phoenix is not worth your money and it really deserves to bomb at the box office so keep on watching keep on listening because it is not worth your money or time alrighty then enough said let's jump right into the Dark Phoenix review alrighty so it's Dark Phoenix really that bad yes yes it is now I always thought that this movie was doomed to start from the very beginning and 20th Century Fox really needs to be ashamed of themselves for this trash of a movie. I mean, it's really kind of down there in the gutter with X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men The Last Stand, and Wolverine Origins. Okay, so the Dark Phoenix film is, of course, based on the popular comic book storyline, The Dark Phoenix Saga, which is a follow-up to The Phoenix Saga. Now, in the comic book storyline, it really just finds Jean Grey's power growing to a cosmic level, and the Dark Phoenix saga is essentially the story of her fall from grace and, you know, becoming corrupted by her all-consuming power. The film loosely uses this story for the Dark Phoenix film, with the X-Men going into space to save some astronauts, and Jean Grey encounters this force, and it possesses her and makes her go evil for all of, like, five minutes. It also introduces a very vague villain played by Jessica Chastain and pits the X-Men against X-Men and, you know, rehashes the same character arts we've seen a billion times over. Now, I know what you're thinking. Didn't Fox already make this movie? And you'd be correct. They fucked up this movie back in 2006 with X-Men The Last Stand and they have literally have learned nothing. I mean... The story is complete trash and lazy. I felt like a teenager wrote this. Not even just a teenager. A teenager who has never picked up an X-Men comic book in their life. That is who wrote this film. It is just so much garbage. The writing is so poor (laughs) and it's actually laughable at times. Like especially that part where Jessica Chastain was all like, language is so much easier to understand when you're not screaming. Like... I just, there's so many bad one-liners. It's like, what were they thinking? They weren't thinking. They weren't thinking. The entire pacing of the film, the entire film in general is completely predictable. And there's really no good character development. And there's no actual stakes at any point in this film. It is just, (laughs) it's just so bad. And the third act is a complete and utter mess. Literally, like, we already knew, like, from the news that they had to reshoot it. And it really shows, and it's just a mess. It's so messy. And there's no emotion. There's no resolution. Nothing. It is just, like, how is this, how is this movie, like, allowed to be made? Like, I don't understand how movies this bad are allowed to see the light of day. I really am sad that Disney just did not stop it at any given point. And... The constant problem I have with Fox's X-Men is that they just do not understand how important the characters are to the story, and instead they just want to, like, shove us some, like, CGI effects to, like, wow the audiences to, like, don't look at this bad writing and bad character development, but ooh, look, fire, ooh. Like, Dark Phoenix is 
no different from all the other X-Men films, especially like X-Men Apocalypse, where it's just like CGI, 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 and no story. It just falls into that pitfall of despair. <laughs> I mean, even Jennifer Lawrence looked fucking bored as Mystique. I mean, she was only in it for like the first quarter before she died, thank God. But she, even she was just like, I can't even, like, I cannot even be in this film anymore. Okay, so I like Sophie Turner in Game of Thrones, but her portrayal of Jean Grey was just very flat. Now, I'll give it to her. She can cry on cue with the best of them, but the complexity of the Jean Grey character, especially during the whole, like, Dark Phoenix storyline, is not remotely present in her incarnation. And it's a fault that's definitely placed, you know, on the writing, on the script. It's not just on her, but at the same time, I don't really think... As an actress, she probably could have played it, but we'll never know because she's not going to be Jean Grey ever again. But take, for instance, her romance with Cyclops was just very forced in this script, and which just means that the whole struggle of Jean with her power never really touches like any sense of like emotional trauma for the audience because you can't really relate to the love that these two characters have. It's just really just they want you to think that they're in love, and you know what? It just never comes across also because you're just not invested with these characters. And a side note that just one of the things that really bugged me also in the movie is, so, you know, like Jean Grey goes into space, you know, encounters the Force, you know, they almost think she dies, but she survives. So Cyclops starts saying that everyone else at the school is calling her Phoenix because she rose from the ashes, but not because she burst into a huge firebird at the end of Apocalypse. No, that wasn't, like, the first signal, like, ooh, Phoenix, like, <laughs> it's like, did that not happen? Did that not happen? And can we quickly just talk about Jean Grey's costume in this movie? She is really wearing the exact same costume that Famke wore as Jean Grey in X-Men The Last Stand. Like, did her stylist even come to work? It's literally the same thing. It's burgundy clothes and, like, a trench coat. Take note, everyone, right now. If you want your hero to look like a supervillain, put them in a trench coat and there you go. Evil. Pure, pure evil. <laughs> Beast and Mystique were so boring in this film too, and the only thing that I found interesting with their character development was me trying to rationalize why they're constantly in their human form instead of their natural blue mutant state. Like, they're just chilling at the school, they're not trying to hide from anyone, yet they're still pretending to look human, like, instead of all mutants and proud. It's seriously like the most blatant form of whitewashing of a character i've ever seen literally what's whitewashing they are afraid to be blue and this film once again forces mystique into roles that the other characters should be filling and it's so laughable so like when the x-men first encounter jean after her powers have gone all crazy again you know charles tries to reach out to her and you know make her see reason and help her and then that doesn't go well so of course you know he asks cyclops who you know they're in love so he's like you know try to reach out to jean gray you know and then that doesn't work either and then charles is like mystique like mystique is the one that's supposed to bring her down to calm her down to help her see reason not her mentor since she was like a little kid not the love of her life mystique it's like vomit in my mouth. I really was just laughing. I was just like, I cannot believe this again. Like, X-Men The Last Stand ruined that again because they had Wolverine do it. Like, they literally shoved Wolverine into everything the other character should be doing. It should be Cyclops. Cyclops is the one that should reach her. Why can they just not get it right? And Jessica Chastain's, like, character, like, Vuk, was the blandest role she's ever played to date. Like, besides being a confusing villain, her 
portrayal just left so much to be desired. It was just so done. Like, this film did not have to be called Dark Phoenix. They literally just could have done this horrendous alien scrawl lookalike alien storyline without the Phoenix and still be a horrendous movie. But, like, you don't need this Dark Phoenix thing. They really just ruined the what the movie's about. It's called Dark Phoenix, but it's really not. It's more like X-Men, the death of Mystique or something. <laughs> and then you got Magneto over there chilling Genosha, doing exactly the same thing he does in every film. He goes evil, then he goes good again. Like in the film, he tries to kill Jean Grey for killing Mystique, but then he goes good at the end. It's so boring. He does this in every film. And another thing he does in every film is he does a whole big display of power that Fox really is just like, let's use our CGI budget and let's have Magneto do something cool. Like in X-Men The Last Stand, he moves the Golden Gate Bridge for no apparent reason just to make them cross over. In Days of Future Past, he moves like a whole like stadium and then just like drops it. In Dark Phoenix, he like brings up like a train cart from underground just to tear down the front of a building so he can walk into it. Like, it's the most stupidest thing ever. Like, he's not even watching too. That wall literally could have just like fallen on him and then like, oops, Magneto's dead. It was so, <laughs> so stupid. Why? Why? So in between like X-Men Dark Phoenix and X-Men Apocalypse, it's probably like, you know, like a decade in between. So these characters should be like really close friends. But apparently Jean Grey's best friends are all ready to kill her like the minute like something goes wrong. Like take Storm, for instance. She is literally on the anti-Jean bandwagon. And so was Halle Berry's too in X-Men The Last Stand. Like this bitch is ready to kill Jean Grey for any reason. They're not even like best friends like in the comic book. She's ready just to take Jean Grey down. Like... The 90s X-Men cartoon dealt with so much more adult themes than this film. And that's honestly very, very sad. A huge studio couldn't get this film right the second time. Like, let that sink in. A children's cartoon was more dramatic, pulled at the heartstrings more, understood these characters more than a film studio's second attempt. Like, that is shame. 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 20th Century Fox never really understood the importance of Jean Grey and how to even remotely do a Phoenix film. Now, the Phoenix Saga isn't a one-film thing. It's so complex, it's kind of up there in, like, the complexity of Infinity War was for the MCU. You need to do it in multiple films. You have to establish the X-Men, establish the relationships, you know? And then you would have, like, one or two films, you know, with Jean actually becoming Phoenix, her powers growing, her saving the universe. You introduce all the whole galactic characters and story arcs, like the Shi'ar. And then you have, you know, another film where, like, you know, the Hellfire Clubs are the villains, and we see Jean Grey fall under their manipulation, and then that film ends with her actually becoming Dark Phoenix. And then after that, you have that kind of, like, the whole Hollywood two-parter films where... One film is Jean Grey in full-on Dark Phoenix mode, you know, and the X-Men are having to fight her more than just, like, five seconds. You have these awesome battles where, like, they're actually fighting one of their best friends, their teammates, and they're struggling with it. And then you have that second part where the X-Men are having to fight the Shi'ar to save Jean Grey's life. Long story short, it could never have been one movie. Now, either Fox is just really stupid and couldn't realize that, or they were just really too ignorant to care. Fox never understood X-Men and how to make a team film with these superheroes. The good news is, is that the Batman franchise of like the late 1990s that ended with the horrible film Batman and Robin, you know, George Clooney was Batman. The one, you know, where he wears the Batman costume with nipples on it. That one. 
that is no longer the cautionary tale of comic book movies done wrong. Nope, that title now goes to the X-Men franchises and shows, again, what happens when a studio does not take care to make good movies and invest in characters. The films just make less and less money, people end up fatigued over it, and they just stop wanting to see these films. I couldn't be happier that Fox has lost X-Men and that the property is back with Marvel Studios with Disney. I really hope that we get the X-Men we all want and that we all deserve, and that's more faithful to the comic book characters we have grown to love. Because Fox never understood them, and I'm really, really hoping that Disney does not take too, too long to bring the real X-Men to the silver screen because the fans are waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Please, please do it in my lifetime. I want to see the Phoenix Saga, the Dark Phoenix Saga done properly. Please, Disney. Please. Alrighty, guys. Now we're going to hop over to the gentleman portion of the podcast. Now, you never really hear men complaining too much that their skin is not firm enough, but it is a thing. Loss of firmness in your skin literally just kind of means you look tired, you look haggard. And I'm going to share with you guys one of my favorite products to counter this, and that product is Glam Glow's Gravity Mud Mask. Now this instant treatment leaves your skin lifted, it leaves it firm, and you just really have to have it on your face for 20 to 30 minutes. Now I actually kind of get a kick out of using it, because when you get the product, it comes with this brush, and you like brush the product on your face, and I always feel kind of like the Silver Surfer, because the mask is actually kind of has this silver metallic look to it, and it gets firmer as you leave it longer on your face. So <laughs> it's just always fun to use. So after you use it for 20 or 30 minutes, you just peel the mask off, and it actually just instantly reveals a firmer skin. Your face looks more alert. Now. I specifically use this product when I know I have like special occasions or if I ever feel like I'm looking way more haggard than I want to and I need to be, you know, like camera ready. It's so easy to use and it's usually just like $59. So it's actually a great deal, especially if you don't want to spend money to go get like facials or do all this other stuff or, you know, like get injections, don't do it. This is a good deal. So if you do anything in front of the camera or you just really want to look good for the gram, I can definitely recommend this product by Glam Glow. I love using it and I think you guys will too. So definitely try it out. Let me know what you guys think. And you know what? Get those silver surfer picks going. Well, guys, it's time to say goodbye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at DriftingDecal. I really want to know your guys' thoughts on Dark Phoenix. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Did you actually like Dark Phoenix? And if you did like Dark Phoenix, I will convince you otherwise. Don't forget to subscribe to the episode and rate it. And until our next adventure, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.